the Lord. As believers, disappointments, misfortunes, setbacks are not our portion. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God for this wonderful day. Amen. Amen. I believe our drama is getting better and better every service. Amen. Don't you think so? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God. So now the choristers have no choice to recruit the drama into their into their team. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God has something wonderful for you this morning. How many of you are ready? So this month, this month of March, we have been looking at the topic, Christ, my redemption. Praise the Lord. Christ, my what? My redemption. Christ, my redemption. The word redemption there means to dissolve, to melt, to put off, to erase. Hallelujah. The word redemption also means deliverance. Praise the Lord. It also means what? Deliverance. So when we say Christ my redemption, it means Christ my deliverance. Hallelujah. That's why they sang a song, Exodus 15. He has become my salvation. He has become my salvation. The Lord is my strength and my song, my song, and my song. Hallelujah. He has become my salvation means he has become my deliverance. Praise the Lord. He has become my what? My deliverance. The Lord, my Redemption. The word salvation means deliverance. The word salvation means total and perfect soundness of health. The word salvation means well-being, welfare. Amen. Not the kind of the one that we have here, where you have to go to documentations for them to determine what you are eligible for. This is total welfare. Your everything is provided for you. Praise the Lord. Christ, my redemption. One of the most important topics in the Bible. So when Jesus Christ went to the cross, one of the things that we have to understand is that on the cross, he became our curse. Hallelujah. On the cross, Jesus Christ became what? Our curse. That is any curse that any man will ever try to bring upon you. The Father put that curse upon Jesus on the cross. Hallelujah. Any spell, any charm, any diabolical occultic power that anyone will ever try to bring upon you Christ Jesus took all of that upon himself on the cross. Amen. The Father put all of that upon Jesus Christ on the cross. Amen. You see, like we said in previous Sundays, the Father lives outside time. 
God is not inside time. He lives outside what? Time. That is why they call it eternity. That is no time. There is no time with God. So when God looks at our lives from the beginning to the end, he saw all that the enemy will ever do against you. He saw all that the enemy will ever do against every believer. He saw what the enemy will ever do against every Christian. All the curses that the enemy will ever bring upon you. All the charms, all the diabolical powers that will ever be consorted against you. The Father saw all of that and put all of that upon Jesus Christ on the cross. Hallelujah. He put all of that upon Jesus Christ on the cross. That is why he is the Lord, our Redeemer. That is why he is the Lord, our redemption. So as a Christian, spells and enchantments, diabolical powers, curses are not allowed. They cannot manifest in our lives with proper understanding. Praise the Lord. And you will notice that in our African community, this is what everybody is afraid of. That somebody will take their names to some place and do things against their marriage, against their business, against their, their well-being here in America. So every time it is warfare upon warfare. Hallelujah. It is what? Warfare upon warfare to free ourselves from all of these things. And because of lack of knowledge, it has become the only prayer we know to pray. So you tell Christians, let's pray for blessings. Let's begin to declare that we are blessed. And you hardly will see them open their mouths. But say, let's pray against the witches and wizards in our father's house. And the whole place will start walking. The fire of God will come down immediately. Everybody who was asleep will wake up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You see, we have turned it upside down. That is not how it's supposed to be. Now, I want to give you this picture. I've said it over and over here again. Under the Old Testament, if you committed a sin, you are to you are you you were required to bring a lamb. And then you confess your sins upon that lamp and then you kill it. You take as you are living, the righteousness that was upon that lamp becomes yours. Your sin and the consequences of your sin comes upon what? The lamp. You see, that was a picture of Jesus Christ. That was a picture of who? Of Jesus Christ. So on the cross, the Father put all our curses, the consequences of our sin, you know, like we established on Friday, sin is the root. Curses are the fruits. Amen? Just like every tree bears fruit, the root is sin. Curses are the what? The fruits. So the sin of the whole humanity was put upon Christ on the cross. And like we said, how long will it take for the branches to survive after the root is cut off. How long will it take for the fruits to survive 
after the root is cut off. No matter how big a tree is, no matter how tall a tree is, no matter the fruits on the tree, if the root is cut off, it's a matter of time. The fruit, the branches, the trunk, everything will dry up, wither away. That is what happened on the cross. So on the cross, the power of sin, the root of sin, the seed of sin was destroyed. Therefore, the fruit of sin cannot stand. Therefore, curses cannot stand. Therefore, spells and enchantments can stand. Diabolical powers cannot stand. Occultic forces cannot stand. No matter who is doing it, no matter how many of them have gang up against you, it cannot stand. You need this understanding. It cannot stand. So under the New Testament, we are not under curses. We are under blessings. Because Christ became our what? Our curse. But in case you notice that what is happening in your life is as a result of a curse. You break them by invoking Christ your redemption. You break them by doing what? Invoking Christ your redemption. You this marital curse. You have no legal right to continue in my life. You have no legal right to be tormenting my marriage. Christ redeeming from you. From you this curse. Therefore I break your power over my life. I command your root to dry up in Jesus name. Wither away in Jesus name. You can no longer affect my marriage. Christ is my redemption. Christ is my deliverance. Christ became a curse for me. You can no longer operate against me. You this financial curse. You are not permitted in my life. Christ is my redemption. He redeemed me from the curse of poverty. And gave me his riches. Hallelujah. That is how to go about it. That is how to go about it. Everything about the New Testament. Has to do with Christ. Everything about Christianity has to do with Christ. He is everything. He is our wisdom. He is our righteousness. He is our sanctification. Which means holiness. We don't have holiness of our own. Christ is our holiness. Praise the Lord. And he is also our redemption. Our deliverance. He became all of that for us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see, so the reason why we are suffering under curses, trying to break curses, and we have been fasting and praying is lack of understanding. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Will make you free. So with that understanding of the truth, prayers become punishment. That is why after a while, you see people start withdrawing from churches. And these were people who were major prayer warriors. These were people who were going against demons every day, every Friday night. These were people who were on fire. But then the effect of their prayers are not being seen. They have not seen the results of their prayers because of wrong and mentality. 
because of wrong teachers. Hallelujah. Because of wrong mentality, because of wrong teachers. Christ is your redemption once and for all. He broke the power of any curse upon your life. No matter any, no matter who is cursing you, it will stand. It will stand. Have we forgotten Isaiah chapter 5 or so? Isaiah chapter 8. It says, speak the word and it will not stand. It says, take counsel together, it will come to naught. Say, speak the word, and it won't do it. It will stand. So, no matter who is speaking words of curses against you, no matter who is invoking curses against you, have this understanding that Christ became that curse, and whatever curse is released against you cannot what stand. Cannot stand. Other than that. We will be frustrated in our Christian walk. We will be Christians, all right. But at the back of our mind, we will still be thinking that there is a curse that is resisting us. That is why we are not making progress. That is why doors are not open to us. That is why blessings are not coming. No, that is not true. You see, the devil doesn't have a problem with you doing the good thing, but not the right thing. The devil is very cunning. Doing the good thing, for example, let's say you are leaving your house and you ask the children to take care of the kitchen or to, to, to prepare some meals. Then you come and then they've gone to do laundry. It was a good thing, but not what? The right thing. That is what the devil is doing to so many Christians. You are born again, all right, but understand that there is something against you. That is why you are not prospering. The scripture said there's no more sacrifice. There's no more what? There is no more sacrifice for your deliverance. No more sacrifice for your healing. No more sacrifice for your blessings. Christ is the perfect sacrifice that was sacrificed on the cross for you. No more sacrifice. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see, so how do I actualize how do I make Christ my redemption a reality? How do I walk in this redemption? Praise the Lord. Before that, let's go to First Peter. I want you to understand. First Peter chapter 1, verse 18. Hallelujah. The devil is a universal citizen. He's everywhere. He's where? He's everywhere. Ah, the devil doesn't need visa to visit India. That is his headquarters. Does he? What about China? No. So every nation of the earth, the devil is there. He has his agents spread out. Amen? Yeah. So it is not because we are from Africa. It's because we have wrong mentality. Praise the Lord. First Peter chapter 1. Verse 18. 18 and 19. First Peter chapter 1, 18 and 19. 
For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things. Hallelujah. Amen. I want this picture to sink into your spirit. And I believe that so many Christians are thinking that yes, we were redeemed, but then maybe what the Lord redeemed us is not wasn't enough. He said, You were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your forefathers. You see the word vain conversation there? Your man of what? Lifestyle. Did you see that? First Peter chapter 1. Make sure you are there. I'm going to read it from this modern translation. Thank you, Jesus. First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 to 19. Look at what this modern translation says. It says, New, New International Version, for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. Hallelujah. So that, this scripture is telling us that we should have this understanding that we have been redeemed from our ancestral ways of life. That include generational what? Curses. The idol worship, the human sacrifices made in some families, in some lineages. The scripture says that understand that we have been redeemed from that form of ancestral way of life. So no human blood can cry against your destiny. Amen? No human blood can do what? Can cry against your destiny. But if you are not born again and your ancestors were engaged in human sacrifice, human blood will be crying against you. Is the reason why in some families there are premature deaths. Is the reason why in some families they are not able to, they are barren because human beings were used for our sacrifices. But the scripture is telling us here that for as much as you know that you have, re, you have been redeemed from this way of life, not by silver or gold. Not by things that perishes. He said, but by the precious what? Blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. By the precious blood of Jesus Christ. He said, as of a lamb with that blemish and with that spot. So you have been redeemed from the ways of your traditions. If in your lineage marriages are not standing, according to the word of God, you have been redeemed from that marital curse. If in your lineage it is difficult for men and women to get married, 
by knowledge of redemption, the scripture says you have been redeemed from that way of life. If in your lineage it is financial struggles, business failure, intellectual bankruptcy, the scripture says you have been redeemed. Praise the Lord. From that man of life. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It takes understanding to experience the liberty that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. It takes what? Understanding. If it is prayers, the kind of prayers that we have prayed in the past should guarantee blessings. But in Luke chapter 4, verse 16 to 18, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He didn't say to pray for the deliverance of the poor. Did you see that? He said to preach what? Good news. What is good news to the poor? That they are not able to pay their bills. Is that good news to the poor? They don't have a place to call their home. Is that good news to the poor? But did Jesus come to pray for them? He said to preach the good news to the poor. You see, so the cure of poverty is not too much prayer. The cure of poverty is to listen to the goodness of Christ. The cure of poverty is to listen to the message of Christ. The words of Christ to preach the good news to the poor. Then he turned again. He said to preach deliverance to the captives. Hallelujah. To do what? To preach deliverance to the captives. So look at this. The captives, these are men and women operating under curses, including the poor. Poverty is a curse. Is a what? It's a curse. Both, according to the ministry of Jesus Christ, both the captive and the poor need to hear and hear and hear and hear and hear, and hear the goodness. Of Christ. The poor must hear that Christ became poor so that they might become rich. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at 2 Corinthians 8 9. 2 Corinthians 8 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. Praise the Lord. Verse 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that he through his poverty might be rich. That is what the poor needs to keep hearing. The poor needs to keep hearing that Jesus became poor for him on the cross. On the cross, Jesus became what? Their poverty. On the cross, Jesus Christ became their poverty. So that then the poor will be what? 
to be rich in Christ Jesus. So that then the poor will receive the riches of Christ. Hallelujah. On the cross, Christ became their poverty and gave them their riches. That is what the poor needs to hear. You don't pray for the poor to get out of poverty. They must hear that Christ became their poverty. You preach deliverance to the captives. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We mistake captivity for demonic manifestations. Huh? It is easy to deal with a demon inside somebody. It is difficult to deal with a corrupt man. At the name Jesus Christ, every demon must bow to that name. He said, in my name, they shall cast out devils. So it is easy. Casting out devils is what? It's easy. You just need to be bold enough. It's easy. But it is not easy to deal with a corrupt mind. It is not easy to deal with a mind that has been doctrinated. It is not easy to deal with a mind that has been polluted. That's why the scripture says we have to keep renewing our mind so that we can be conformed into his image. Hallelujah. Poverty is a curse. But the answer is to preach to the poor that Jesus became their poverty and gave them his riches. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. See, so on the cross, everything, everything negative, ev everything bad, everything from the pit of hell, any sickness, including the one they are discovering now, and the one that, that are yet to be discovered, all of that came upon Jesus. So now you need to hear more about the finished work of Jesus Christ concerning your life in order to experience blessings in your life. So understand that you have been redeemed from your ancestors lives. Understand that. You need to hear it more. That kind of lifestyle cannot follow you. If your grandfather couldn't succeed in marriage, it cannot follow you. If your father couldn't make it financially, it cannot follow you. If your father did not succeed in whatever he wanted to do, that can no longer follow you. Because you have been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. You have been redeemed by what? The precious blood of the Lamb. Redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. Praise the Lord. So the more we preach deliverance, the more people are delivered. The more we preach and teach people that Christ became poor, that they might be rich, the more they will start receiving blessings. Because it will start affecting the way they think. Amen? It will start affecting the way they do what? It will affect the way they think. 
So they won't go around looking for somebody to do special prayer for them. So on the cross, Jesus Christ delivered every man who ever came to this world. But not until that man has received him as his Lord and Savior, he cannot experience that deliverance. So now with this understanding, knowing that we have been delivered, knowing that the man of life that our forefathers lived, generational curses can no longer work against us. How do we manifest this liberty in Christ? How do we make it real? How do we prove it? Because you have to prove everything. You have to prove it. You have to prove that, yes, this is no longer part of you. How do we prove it? How do we make it real? It is one thing to talk about blessings. It is another thing to experience it. It is one thing to think it. It is another thing to experience it. But if you go to Psalms 107, Psalms 107 verse 1 and 2, When the children of Israel were redeemed from the house of bondage, the house of what? Bondage from Egypt. The Lord gave them this formula which applies to us today. He gave them this to do, this assignment to do. Psalm 107, 1 and 2. Praise the Lord. Give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his messengers forever. Let the redeem of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let the redeem of the Lord do what? What are they going to say? <laughs> Let the redeemed of the Lord do what? Say so. So in other words, Christ our redemption in the New Testament, you have to keep saying everything Christ has redeemed you from. He has redeemed you from poverty. Let the redeemer of the Lord do what? Say so. He has redeemed you from lack and want. Let the redeemer of the Lord do what? Say so. He has redeemed you from the powers of darkness. Let the redeemer of the Lord do what? Say so. He has redeemed you from marital curses. Let the redeemer of the Lord say so. He has redeemed you from untimely death. Let the redeemer of the Lord say so. Praise the Lord. Let him say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. So you say it confidently. You say it boldly. I am redeemed from the powers of darkness. I'm redeemed from generational curses. I'm redeemed from the curse of poverty. I'm redeemed from marital curses. I'm redeemed from curses of sickness and diseases. I'm redeemed from the curse of untimely death. Hallelujah. Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. 
You have to say it. You have to say it. Hallelujah. Now, not just saying it, because some Christians are very good in saying the same aspect. Oh, I'm blessed. How are you? Oh, by his grace. Everything is fine. Everything is perfect. And yet, privately, they cry. They weep. Everything is fine. No, everything is good. You see, your real life is when nobody's looking at you. When you are alone. That is your real life. Amen? That is what your real life. Your real life is when you, it is you alone. And God watching you. The angels of God watching you. And demons are standing outside, also peeping. The things you say about yourself, your thinking, that's the real you. Saying it will not necessarily establish it. You have to say it boldly. You have to say it what? Boldly. Hallelujah. You have to say it with confidence. First Samuel 16. When David was confronting Goliath, did you notice his word? He wasn't just saying ordinary words. He was saying it boldly with confidence. He said, this day would the Lord deliver you into my hands. This day, this day, he was so bold, number one, to confront him. He was so bold to tell him that it was today. He was going to die. He was so bold to tell him that he would cut off his head and feed his body to the powers of the air. What confidence is this? That is boldness. That is boldness. He said it he gave the time. He said, today. It will happen today. And this is the process. I will give your head. Cut off your head. He said, number one, you are uncircumcised. You don't have a covenant with God. That means you don't have a God. Number two is today. I'm going to kill you. Can you imagine telling your... He said, today, today. He chose the day. So you have to choose your deliverance. You have to do what? You have to choose your deliverance. Don't wait to be delivered. You have to choose your deliverance. That today I am delivered from the powers of darkness. I'm delivered from every spell and every charm. You have to choose it. When you choose the day of your deliverance, God will confirm that which comes out of your mouth. That today, I'm no longer poor. I'm going out there to make it. Hallelujah. You have to choose it. You have to choose your deliverance. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. Man, if you don't say it, God can confirm it. If you don't say it, the angels of God can work for you. You have to say it. You have to do what? You have to say it. Not just saying it, but say it boldly. Let everybody around you think that what you are saying is impossible. That's their own assignment. That's their homework. Let them try to figure it how it is impossible. You leave it to God for God to prove that it is possible. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Kind of again at the age of 17. Three major diseases. A deformed heart, incurable blood disease, and the third one I've forgotten. The doctors has given up on him to go home and die. One day, opening the mother's, the grandmother's Bible, the mother's Bible to Mark 11, 23, 24. What's your to desire? When you pray, believe that you have received it and you shall have it. The preceding verse says that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be that removed, be that cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, he shall have whatsoever he says it. So he began as a young boy, 17 years old. He said, Lord Jesus, if you appear to me right now and open this creature to me and tell me that I don't believe in this creature, I will tell you that you are a liar. Because I believe in this creature. I believe it. And then the Lord said, but have we forgotten the other part? He said, you believe it all right. But have you forgotten the other part? He shall have whatsoever he says. So he was with, he believed God to heal him. He was waiting for the healing to manifest before he would know that he's healed. When the voice of the Lord spoke to him, he began saying, I believe I am healed. My heart is healed. My blood disease is healed. I receive healing from the crown of my head to the source of my... Whilst he was saying that the power of God fell upon him, he woke up from that deathbed. Let the redeemer of the Lord say so. The angels of God can act properly if you are not bold in your confession. If you are not bold in your statements. If you are not saying it confidently, they won't act. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Christ is your redemption. That is established. So it is now level two to give voice to that. You stop the flow of curses and every other misfortune by the boldness of your words, by the boldness of your declarations. Unfortunately, when it comes to we argue with each other, when you come to fighting among each other, we can say things with boldness, with, with every authority within us. But when it comes to saying something that matters to us, that will establish our lives, make our lives better, there's no confidence, no boldness. Hallelujah. Let the redeemer of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed. You see, so the Lord has redeemed you, but you have to say it continuously. You say it until you see it, and say it boldly. Say it with confidence. There is no impossibility with God. No matter what you find yourself, you can talk your way out of it. No matter the trap the enemy has put you in, you can talk your way out. You can do what? You can talk your way out can talk your way out. The devil is stupid. He has cornered so many destinies. He has ensnared so many destinies. Man, you can set yourself out. You can walk out of every snare of the enemy. 
You can walk out of every curse. You can walk out of every trap. You can walk out free. I mean, Colossians 1.13 says that who has delivered us from the power of darkness. Did you see that? Delivered past tense. And translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus. You take that and you enforce it boldly. You say it till it is established. Christ is your redemption. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 51. Isaiah 51. Our time is almost up. Verse 11. Isaiah 51 verse 11. Therefore, the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion. And everlasting joy shall be upon their head. And they shall obtain gladness and joy. Look at the next word. And sorrow and mourning shall flee away. So when the redeemed of the Lord says so, they will return back to Zion they will come back to church with gladness of heart, with joyfulness of heart, with their testimonies and curses that bring sorrows and curses that causes men to mourn will do what? Will flee away from them. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Therefore, the redeemed of the Lord shall return again unto Zion with singing and everlasting joy shall be upon their heads, and they shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and crying and private and secret tears and all curses, spells and enchantments, diabolical plantings, they will do what? They will flee away from him. They will flee. I see all curses fleeing away from you right now. Amen. I see you free from curses right now. Amen. I say, I see you free from curses right now. Amen. You are free from every curse right now. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Any curse against your destiny by the authority of God's word. Be free right now. Amen. I said, be free right now. Amen. Any word against your destiny, be free from that word. Any parental word against your destiny, be free from that word. Amen. Any satanic word against your destiny, be free from that word. Amen. Any spell against your destiny, be free from that spell. Amen. Be free from that joke. Be free from that curse. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let the Redeemer of the Lord say so. Say it until you see it happen. You are not under a curse. You are not under a curse. You are not under a curse. The Lord became your curse on the cross. No power can work against you. No curse can operate against you. Man, you are free. You are free from every curse. You are free. 
So anybody threatening your life, they are wasting their time. Because it is no longer you. It is Christ that is manifesting in you. Christ is manifesting in you. You are free. Believe it. I say it till it happened. In Acts chapter 14 verse 3, it says the apostles continued to speak God's word boldly. And God was confirming his word with signs and wonders. So when you speak your deliverance boldly, God will confirm it with signs and wonders. When you declare Christ my deliverance, Christ my redemption, I'm redeemed from all curses, the Lord will confirm those words. The Lord will do what? Will confirm those words. You are free. Amen. I say you are free. Amen. You are free. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Say with me, I am, I am free. From all curses. From space and enchantments. For Christ is my redemption. Christ is my deliverance. He has delivered me from the powers of darkness. From all curses, be it parental curses, marital curses, financial curses, generational curses, I am delivered from all curses. I am delivered from all curses. From today, I declare I am the redeemed of the Lord. And blessings and, blessings, and favor, and, and breakthroughs, and, breakthroughs, and, miracles, and miracles, signs and wonders, they follow me all the days of my life. Rise to your feet with me. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift up your voice and bless his name. Give him thanks. He has set you free. Lift up your voice and just give him thanks. Thank him. Praise him. Praise him. Celebrate him. You are free today because the Lord says so. You are free. You are delivered. You are delivered. You are free because the Lord, the Lord says so. Oh, thank him. Praise his name. Worship him. Exalt him. Magnify his name. Thank you for your deliverance. You are free. 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 Oh, thank him. Give him praise. The curse is over. The blessings are pursuing you right now. The curse is over. The curses are over. The curses are over. The curses are over. They are over, they are over, they are over. The curses are over. In the name that is above every name. The curses are over. By the power in the name of Jesus Christ. The curses are over. They are over. They are over. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. We are praying. Hallelujah. We'll continue the